Greetings from Mexico, people. We're bringing you another delicious episode of Golden Craft Cast. I am currently remote in Mexico, Mazatlan, Culiacan, uh, and not Culiacan. Wait, wait, it is Culiacan, Sinaloa, Mazatlan, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm here. And uh, Serge is back at home. What's up, Serge? What's up? What's up, Vanessa, our guest, for the second time on the podcast. What is up, Vanessa? Good. Thanks for inviting me back. Appreciate it. Okay, now we see. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes. uh, We're really glad to have you. We were actually supposed to have you on another episode, I think. Female directors. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, we ended up having you on this one. So either way, it's all going good. Um. So today's episode is going to be about top female solo artists. Solo artists. People. So it's uh, basically the female artists that, you know, they have their own solo acts. And they're not in a group, just to be clear, not the Spice Girls. I wanted to do Spice Girls and I was prohibited. Yeah, I was like, I want to do the Spice Girls. All of them? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think they have their own little uh, solo. Yeah, that would have been like the whole podcast right there. Yeah. I would have made it I would have made it real quick. I would have wrapped it up real fast. It's just like, yeah, it was a one-time thing. <laughs> In the future, we'll talk about Spice World. How about that one? All right, cool. Invite me back for that one, please. <laughs> we'll do a whole review on it. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't age well. Cool, so... <laughs> it didn't age well, yeah. Dude, I was watching Spider-Man here, because it was, um, you know, on, on the cable over here, and it's on Spanish and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and I was watching the very first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I saw And, that. dude, it's like, it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like... So weird. The fact that it was in Spanish, or just that it was the first Spider. There's the movie like he goes to a wrestling match. Like it was like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> like you know, because wrestling was really big back in 2001 when the movie came out. So it's yeah. like we gotta have wrestling in this, you know? Yeah. I mean, it actually it kind of didn't age well on some things, but uh, I because I was watching like some clips of that movie and I was like, God damn, mm-hmm. it's I remember Toby McGuire is that, you know? Yeah, I, I wonder where he's at. Yeah. What is he up to? Well, here's, well, here's the thing. Sam Raimi, which is the director of um, of the Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies, he's going to do Doctor Strange. And oh, shit. They also said that they might have a cameo of Toby McGuire in uh, some multiverse. Interesting. Wait, thing. I heard that all oh, the Spider-Mans cool. were coming together. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. That's, oh, that's the thing shit. That yeah. Sam Raimi's going to bring it. That would be crazy. That would be fucking crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about Sam Raimi and Spider-Man. We just <laughs> easily turned this shit into a whole another film episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, uh, should we hop into the first beer? Yeah. I mean, you have your own beer, right? Because I have my own, too. So, do you want to introduce both or just... I do. I do have my own beer today. Okay. Straight from Mexico. Um, let me get it. Okay. Be right back. While he's doing that, I'm I put it in the it. freezer because uh, <laughs> it is. It was warm. So. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm gonna talk to the audience and tell them that we got a beer. It's called My Drop, 
and it's in a Chata Milkshake oh, double wow. IPA. Oh, that actually sounds really good. Oh, that sounds so bomb. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want or Chata Milkshake, you got to save me one of those, bro, for when that. I get back. I was trying to surprise you. Oh, uh, I'm very surprised. Pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Mic drop. Fitting name so, for today's episode. Yeah. Um, what percentage is it? It's eight. Eight percent, damn, eight percent, bro? That's crazy. Yeah, eight percent. It is from Aerolodge Brewing. Oh, I actually wanted to go there. Oh, it's Aerolodge and Vetovision, Vetovision, and Mo. Oh, it's weird. It's like three different like uh, brewing companies, mm-hmm. or I think one of them. Might oh, that's be. cool. So it's a collab, collab beer. It's a collaboration beer. Okay. This is what I have today. A a La Cerveza Artesanal de Mexico. <laughs> it's a Minerva Brewing Company. It's a stout. Yeah. And it is six percent. And it says right here on the back, Cerveza Minerva nació en el corazón de Jalisco y es pionera del movimiento artesanal. Cervecero in Mexico. So they started the craft brewing in in Mexico. Um, está inspirada en la Dios Minerva Patrona de los Artesanos. Um, stout. Cerveza oscura de gran cuerpo, fuerte aroma y sabor a café. Recién tostado, chocolate, amargo y caramelo. Well, wow. do you want me to uh, yeah, it's a stout. Okay. Well, I can learn. Let me pull it up here. All right. Yeah, it's thick. I'm teaching it's it outside of pour right now. So, yeah, what you want to do is tilt it like this, uh-huh. and then is slowly. Is it supposed to be spilled? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just joking. Yeah, Sergio's gonna. Oh, okay. I see what you did. You're kind of waterfalling it. Yeah. In some ways, that's how it is. Yeah. You want to try now? Yeah. I think I got it. There it is. There it is. There you go. You learn how to pour some beers on this podcast. There it is. <laughs> that looks good. It looks it looks a little dark actually. Yeah, right? uh, it's it looks thick. Look how Ooh, thick it it's a thick boy. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fucking. All right. Well. Pickums. Cheers. Cheers from across. Cheers. To the craft. <laughs> to the craft. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to. Whoa. It's actually good. Whoa. Oh my god, this is good. What? Go ahead and give us some flavor profiles. Is it sweet? Mm, not as sweet as I thought, but it is sweet and you, you kind of taste the horchata a little bit. It's like yeah. a hint of it. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not is, like it, is, there a, is there like a reading on the back of the can? Uh. So much reading, just like the three logos of the collaboration, and then it just says like your usual stuff. That's cool. It's called Mic Drop, huh? Yeah. From Covina, California. This one, honestly, for how dark it is, it actually tastes like a lighter beer for some reason. Oh, really? So you didn't say Yeah. It, was it has like... It has like that acidic crispiness right at the back, almost like a pilsner. Um, really weird. I've never tried a stout like with that flavor. 
not too much chocolate notes like they say. A little more, I'd say caramel. Yeah. Um, off the nose, you can get that coffee smell. It's really dark, roasted coffee. Oh, nice. Damn, I wish I Oh, man. It's good. It's good. It's good? It's good. I'll see if I can bring some back. I don't know if I can bring beer back on the yeah. plane. Yeah, I was we'll actually going to ask that, but I'm not sure if you can do that. I, I even feel like a lime would go well with this for some reason. Like, it's really, it's a like, the color's beer. kind of throwing me off because it tastes like a, it tastes like a lighter beer. Yeah. It's weird. Does it taste more like a Mexican lager? Or it tastes more like, yeah, like a Mexican lager. Yeah. It's weird, but it's, it's dark and it's giving me like coffee notes. It's like yeah, I figured since a coffee said, noted, like. I figured since you said like, oh, I want to put a lime in this, I mean like every Mexican lager needs like a lime on it, really. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, it's weird because I'm getting that, but right at the end, it's like you, you get that coffee hint and that caramel hint right at the end. Yeah, that's cool. It's not, it's not too, too overbearing, but it's, it's there. Hell yeah. Let's get this podcast started now that we got our beverages, huh? Yep. Let's try to enjoy this. Who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I'll go first since I'm always ready. (laughs) (laughs) So, my top pick. We're going to do top two? Top two. It's going to sound weird on your end. Top two. Hit the button. Dude, you're not going to hit it. Let's see. I'm serious to see how this sounds. Top two. Top two. (laughs) I can hear it. I can hear the effects. Oh, really? Oh, shit. You got to say it, Vanessa. Yeah, you got to say it. I'm going in two. Top Top two. Top two. Ooh. <laughs> with the ooh at the end, with the ooh. Yeah. She gave a little uh, singing note right I there. I tried, I tried. I there you go, there you go. I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm do the Mariah Carey thing. It's Mariah Carey, actually. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, and, and just so you guys know, the reason we're doing this episode is because uh, this whole month we're doing... Uh, women's Month. So a right. uh, couple weeks back, we talked about female directors, and then after that, we did female video game characters. Mm-hmm. And today, we're talking music. So the female female artists. Female Let's artists. do this, Serge. What do you got for us? So my first pick um, is actually someone that I knew for a while, and she's actually come a long way from where she came because. Uh, uh, she did a collaboration with a unique producer who is known for his like beats, and um, and she was attracted to her to his beats, so they made an album together. And the name of that album is Urban Flora, and the person I'm talking about is Alina Baraz. And okay, Alina Baraz is um, she's fucking beautiful, bro. <laughs> Like, uh, like me and my friend, we freaking... I'm looking her up right now. Yeah, look it up. Like, me and my friend were obsessed with mm-hmm. her, you know, ever since, like, that album came out. And, you know, after that album, like, she just, like, blew up, and then she wanted to do her own thing, you know. And she's basically, like, she's she has a very 
unique voice and a very like soft approach to it, you know. And it's funny because like when like because I've been hearing like interviews and stuff from her, mm-hmm. and she's very well, soft spoken, well spoken too. And she's from what I gather for her, she's actually very introverted, you know. Um, when she began, when she actually moved out here, mm-hmm. she was like nineteen. And she wanted to do music, and she knew she wanted to do music. And for a while, she just wasn't like, um, she wasn't like out there, you know? And the only way she was like connecting with people was like through, I think, Facebook or, you know, a social media of some sort, and then just like collaborate, uh, well, t- speaking to other artists and stuff and whatnot. And when she met like the uh, the producer, um, his name is uh, Girl Nesta. I'm going to fuck it up. Galamatia? Uh, Galamatia? Or something like that. I try to, I try to like, see, like, how you pronounce it. And a lot of people mispronounce it. And it's a certain way that she pronounces it. It's, like, Galamatia and stuff. And, like, when she collaborated with him, like, you know, they made an EP. And then, like, the the way I could describe that music, it's just, like, very mellow and very vibey. And just, like... Fuck, like, I just want to, like, hotbox and just listen to her music all the time, you know, because she really sets the tone of, like, how, yeah, she wants to, like, relax you, and she wants to, like, you know, like, put that um, positive energy out there, and it's, like, it's, like, close to, like, ASMR, in a way, but it's, like, music, you know, and it's just very, like, um, it's just very intriguing, you know, and... You know, I used to, like, hotbox it a lot with, like, one of my friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was me and then my other friend. Uh, shout out to... Oh, with music and smoke, too. Yeah, and I'm like, shout out to um, Manuel, Manny. Uh, I know he's listening to this. Well, he's watching this. Hi, Manny. <laughs> and... Hey, guys. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> and yeah, we used to like hotbox it and just listen to like some of her tracks, and then eventually we started listening to like her music. And it's funny because like once we started like um, listening to it like even more, and then we stopped like hanging out with them, and then he came back, and then we're all like, "Oh, play some Melina Braz," and then he's all like, "Who?" I was like. That song you were playing all the time when we hotboxed it, he's like... Oh <laughs> 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 what was the name of the song? Uh, I think it was Unfold. It's either Unfold, Fantasy, or... You know what? They're all, they're all fucking great. <laughs> that whole album is oh. fucking great. And honestly, like, it's my personal favorite albums of all time. Oh, like, really? Just, yeah. Wow. Like, it's just so good, and it just, like, you know, it, like, like, it just hits it so well, because it's just such a good collaboration, you know? With her. So, one thing I want to say is, like, just sorry, uh, um, like, that's what's crazy about musicians nowadays, it's, like, albums, you'll either get one or two good songs on there, and the rest of them are just, like, whatever songs, you know? It's hard to come across an artist that has a full album of just fire, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like all the way across the board. That goes with anyone, you know? Right. I, I mean, that's why I feel with her recent albums, because I feel like, oh, there's only, like, one or two good ones, and then the rest are just like, eh, it's okay, you know, it's not my favorite. And, you know, like, that was her, um, 
that was her cornerstone of her career, you know, just right in the beginning. She's just like, she was on fire. And after she went solo, like a lot of people, a lot of fans were like, oh, okay, like she's going, she's going to be solo. Like she's going to do her own thing and stuff. But they were just missing like, oh, like I kind of want like her and Galamatia to come back, you know. And a lot of people miss that. There's a lot of fans that knew her since that humble beginning of have, having her to like, hey, like, we really like that first, like, the urban flora. Like, everyone just gives us such a high praise on that, that it's just like, um, it's just like staple right there in her career, you know. And I don't know what the other producer's doing right now, but I'll find out after this podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's like my, I would say she's my personal favorite, like, soul artist, you know. Like, she's, like I said, she's It beautiful. sounds like that album would be good to have, like, on vinyl, huh? Um, yeah, I guess. I, I wouldn't call it, like, vinyl quality, but you know what? I think I will buy it for vinyl, if anything. I don't want to buy it. <laughs> Just to have Yeah. It. Yeah, I mean, if it's one of your favorite albums, bro, that's, the, the vinyl goes a long way, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I am thinking of getting a vinyl uh, record uh, player for my dad, so, you know, I'm going to be borrowing that a lot. Yeah, yeah, they're sick, man. They're sick. Uh, they have ones now. My buddy has one that's Bluetooth, and it also is wireless. Yeah. Uh, so you could literally charge it and take it with you on the go and stuff. It's awesome. Oh, shit, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll look at Shout that. out to Dennis. <laughs> we, should call, we should probably call Dennis. <laughs> mm. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Let me text him and see if he if he wants to talk about it. Yeah. Keep rolling, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it after the break. But, um, what was I? Yeah, I mean, like, she's, like, I really like her style, and a lot of people dig that, you know? And, you know, she, at first, like, she didn't have that many pictures, you know? She didn't have pictures on the Internet of herself, you know? And she didn't want to, like, have too much, like, publicity out there for her. Because, again, she's very introverted. And also, she wanted to approach herself as an artist, like, very carefully. And she wanted to do it at the utmost respect. And I read in an interview that she, how she was describing it, it's like, you know, I'm sort of like a rose. Like, I just want to, like, you know, um, I just want to rise at the right occasion and then, you know, have to release, like, my music and then, you know, have photos here and there. And, you know, with, like, social media being as it is, like, um, you got a lot of admirers. And if you take one picture, like, they want to they want to keep, like, uh, fans want to keep, like, um, an update on their artists, you know, like having more pictures and stuff. And it's pretty demanding, you know, when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, especially, I think, for women, there's always that, you know. I mean, you, you look at uh, girls like Cardi B and stuff, and it's like... Yeah, they're always shaking their ass for the camera. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's really cool that you know yeah. there's artists out there that are introverted, like you said, mm -hmm. and are willing to do like all that stuff that's going to get them the fame and popularity so fast. You know, it's like they're using the music instead of using their features to right. You know, yeah, it's about the music. You know, yeah, she's definitely not someone that will, like shake her ass and be like that. I mean, she's, um, I mean, she's beautiful as it is. And she's not that type of artist who, like, do that kind of stuff, you know? Because I was watching a um, live performance on YouTube of her in Coachella 2018. And, you know, she was dancing a little bit. And then she just, like, um, uh, 
she was moving like very gracefully and she had her backup uh, dancers and then, you know, they were like half naked. So, you know, they were doing, shaking their asses. <laughs> for, <laughs> like, for her. I'll let them do the ass shaking yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they were doing the ass shaking for her. And, you know, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> and, you know, like, that's very sexual. Like, you, you know, you know, you know, you don't want to do that. And then, you know, if you are willing to have like backup um, dancers and do that for you, it's like totally cool. So it's like, I mean, I think it's trippy that you said she's like mainly kind of like an introvert mm-hmm. because, you know, when you talk music, um, you know, you're going to be in, on a stage in front of people, you know, it's very, it's not a place that normally you would see introverted people in. Right. You know, so it's interesting to me that, you know, even though she's introverted and low key about her stuff, she's, you know, now she's open to it. Now she's like, like you said, like that rose kind of thing and she's opening up to it. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, I like artists like that because for my nieces and stuff like that, like those are the type of artists I want them to see and listen to. I don't want them to see, you know, me singing WAP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like very out there and you just don't want to get that message across, like especially someone young and very impressionable, you know. Like, you want someone that you want to look up to and just, like, in the very... Exactly, exactly. And just appreciate the music, not, like, what they're doing or their actions upstate. Uh, yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong, you know, some some women like Beyonce, she can groove and she dances like no other, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, I mean, uh, like, the whole backup dancing thing is cool, you know, and it, and it takes more talent to be able to dance and sing at the same time, bro. Like, people lose their breasts on stage. That's real, you know? Yeah. So, to be able to do that is, is impressive. Yeah, I know. And I was just thinking about, like, how she talked about herself, like, in that matter, like, you know, she's like a rose. And um, she must have, like, mentally prepared herself, expecting, like, if I do it big, like, I'm going to get on stage and I want to have like this presence there, you know? And I, I think it just, I think she did, she does a good job of stage and then having that presence. And then, you know, everyone like admires her like relentlessly, like, and I really appreciate that of her, you know? And I, I'm glad I'm just, I found her and I'm glad that, you know, I hop off with my friend and then he kind of <laughs> discovered that song. And then at the same time, he's all like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? And um, you know what, dude? Smoking weed and listening to music is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> so, well, yeah. you know, I mean, if he's vibey and stuff like that, like, that's that's good smoking music, you know? Exactly. So, I'm are we ready to transition? I think I'm ready. <laughs> All right, you want to transition over to you? Yeah, well, speaking about weed smoking music, um... <laughs> There's this one particular girl that is relatively new. I try to pick newer artists just because, you know, like things going on right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, women artists right now, are, there's there's a lot of them, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And, like, there's a lot of them that are out there just shaking their ass, you know. Right. And But as far as weed smoking music, there's no one else other than Doja Cat <laughs> that can represent not only the weed-smoking side of females, but also the e-girl gamer type of chick. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, Doja Cat's my pick for this one. 
She was born October 21st, 1995. She's 25 years old, bro. Oh. I, I feel super age. old when I was reading that. She's the same age as my again. And, uh... Huh. Crazy. And, uh, she's a singer, rapper, songwriter, and producer. Yeah. So, she does it all, you know? Um, she also looks for stuff on YouTube. Um, and basically, she grew up in L.A., and she started releasing music on SoundCloud and was actually using GarageBand to make her videos and oh, really? make, her, make her music as well. Yeah. She would go out and, and do kind of crazy stuff. She would find beats and then make like a little song about it. Yeah. And it says right here that her song So High caught the attention of Kimo Sabi and RCA Records and she signed a joint record deal at the age of 17. But for me, when Doja Cat really got famous is when she came out with the video, Bitch, I'm a Cow, <laughs> which is basically um, her in front, in her room with a, like, a, if you haven't seen it, watch it on YouTube. It's freaking hilarious. But she basically gets, like, she does the, the thing where you can change your background and she changes it into, like, a farm. Yeah. And she puts on, like, this little uh, cow cow outfit and has cow ears and is singing about how bitch she's a cow and she's got the beef and the cheese and she's got all this stuff right. <laughs> and it's she raps and the song is dope it's catchy and for me that kind of like made her really popular because people were singing that left and right bro i'm not even gonna lie i would bump this song in my car <laughs> like go go coming back from work like when i got out of work like this song got me going. Um, as far as her performing live, I don't think that's her forte. I don't want to bash or anything, but my sister saw her live and she showed me a video, and I think they try to take advantage of the fact she was performing and try to make her perform multiple songs. Mm -hmm. And I guess she like was put on the bill last minute. So um, when she was singing, she's like, no, like, cut it. Like, I don't want to sing this song anymore and stuff like that. While she's on stage, bro. So, like, that takes a lot of balls to do for stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so, some interesting things I found out about her is she used to be in a... She was she took uh, breakdancing classes. So, she joined a professional pop-locking troupe. Yeah. And she competed in dance battles throughout L.A. while attending high school. Yes, yes. She ended up dropping out because she, she skipped so much school. And she ended up dropping out of high school when she was 16, her junior year. So uh, I guess she taught herself how to sing, rap, and use GarageBand. Well, GarageBand's not that hard to use, people. Yeah. I don't know if you ever even Alina pulled did, it out, but yeah, even Alina used uh, GarageBand in her early. Yeah, years. so I mean, dude, GarageBand—it's it's easy. It's it's for for musicians where you don't know too much about producing and stuff. It's cool to like use that as your jump she who knows she was using an old macbook i believe mm -hmm. an old white macbook to do this music video and also come out with their music so this macbook was like the start of her career basically which is crazy to think about because when you think about professional music you don't think about a laptop right it, it's crazy but um yeah I guess she was heavily addicted to weed and weed culture. So when she began, so when she began rapping, she thought of the word Doja and how it sounds like a girl's name. Yeah. And she basically from there, she took it into Doja Cat. 
And I didn't know this either, but she actually started, like, she had a brief stint mm-hmm. uploading makeup tutorials oh, on really? YouTube. I didn't know that. Oh, shit. Which is, like, a fuck, like, crazy, right? But, I mean, I, this girl just, to me, she seems like she, no matter what, she was going to make it. You know, and that's a hustler right there, bro. Like for music in the music industry, it's hard, you know, especially for women, because I feel like women, they they get taken advantage of more because, you know, it's mainly male dominated. Um, And for her, it was just like she did all this stuff. She dropped out of high school. She did this pop locking group. She didn't mind smoking weed like that takes a lot of balls as like. No pun intended. A lot of balls as a chick, right? <laughs> to, be able to, to be able to do that. And and I think that's that's really cool that, you know, I mean, even though she's she still has like kind of like that sex appeal and stuff like that, it's still about the music. It's still about, you know, dancing, R and B, rap. It's all there. She's she's using hip hop. She's really in a way, she's um she's kind of evolving music and evolving rap from what we would normally see, like, you know, Nicki Minaj or whatever. She's more groovy. She's smoky music, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, she she started off around 2016, but to me, it was all about bitch, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of, she, she got on, she peaked at 86 on the Billboard Hot 100. Holy shit. Um, and I guess the dance challenge on TikTok went off and she, she did this dance challenge and like she got super popular from it. So she also blew up on, on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like TikTok Um, has been influencing a lot of um, the music industry lately. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, especially how it was like that app, how it started off. It's just like a sing song type of app, you know, it's meant for music. So it's like, Oh, no surprise. That's where, Mm -hmm. that's how they started. So her, yeah. Her debut album was called Amala and was released, including, you know, three singles. Um, She claimed to have been under the influence of marijuana for most of the production album, which is for any rapper, anybody that, you know, blazes and makes music. It's like, yeah, you're going to smoke and make music. It's the best, you know. So NPR described the album as a manifesto of a young woman striving to take ownership of her craft. Cheers to the craft. Cheers to the craft. Her image and her sexuality mixing genres like dance hall, trap, house, and R&B with a healthy dose of sass and humor. I love that part. Oh, God. It's, you it's know, because like she's... Bitch on Macau is hilarious, bro. Like, it's yeah. funny, but it's dope, you know? So that's... It's a trip. It's a trippy combination yeah. that she's able to pull all of this off while still being, you know... Right. You know, uh, you know sexy what? and being female, you know? You know what? I think it was you guys that did introduce that video, Bitch on Macau. I think Roxy... Yeah. Yeah, Roxy introduced that. We were in that. Shout out to Roxy. <laughs> we were somewhere. in that uproar. We were like, oh... Did you see this? It's basically a chick in a cow costume saying, bitch, I'm a cow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, God. It was awesome. Yeah. That was a great couple months that I was listening to that song straight. I mean, you, yeah, you could easily like trash that song, but, you know, she became a bigger artist after that, you know? And it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. And I mean, NPR played her and you know um she blew up bro she blew up and she started performing all kinds of concerts all kinds 
kinds of festivals and shit. Yeah. And now she's headlining, you know? So it's, it's a trip how, how much the internet, you know, for me it was like, oh, the SoundCloud rapper was always used as a kind of discouraging term for musicians, you know? And she was a SoundCloud yeah. rapper. And she fucking made it. So it's like, dude, she's a boss-ass bitch, you know? And she has a song called Boss Bitch, by the way. Oh. Uh, it was featured in uh, 2020 Birds of Prey. Oh, right. Oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot about that. So the Doja Cat song is is part of the soundtrack for Birds of Prey, which is dope, Oof. you know? It will forever be a timeless um, <laughs> timeless classic. <laughs> Birds of prey. Birds of prey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how, you know, let's see how she continues. I think she's, she's got a a really good career going for her and a lot of eyes are on her now, you know, and uh, her next album needs to be fire, bro. Cause the last one she put out was, I mean, NPR talked about it, you know, so we'll see, we'll see how her next couple albums come out. Um, Besides, uh, yeah. besides that, um, bitch and Macau song. Uh, what other song do you like? Or you prefer to your top? Um, I would say uh, honestly, bro. I would say candy. Yeah. That was the second single that she released. Yeah, that was another single that she released. So it's like an early on song. And really dope i think that one actually uses like the the trap hip-hop kind of kind of beat you know so like yeah that's dope i mean for girls to do trap it's almost unheard of you know so yeah. i think it's really dope that she's able to get away with that stuff and still be female and still be funny and still be cute you know <laughs> that's cool cheers Cheers to Doja. Cheers to Doja, Doja, Doja Cat. Doja One of Cat. my favorite Doja Cat songs is actually Rules. I Googled it to make sure that I had the name right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, she just makes sexy music. Doja Cat makes sexy yeah. music. It's fun. Yeah. Like you said, you can like chill and vibe to it or you can just like really feel yourself. So, yeah. I think- yeah. And I think that's that's cool for like younger women that like they need an artist that's like around their age and talks about stuff about being a boss and shit because we need more boss women in this world i think yeah i think we we're having a rise of it you know i think so too i think a lot of female artists are finally really taking their power yeah you know just doing their own thing yeah as we as we should ladies (laughs) um you know you see it with um Billie Eilish, is that her name? Yeah, I know. I believe that's her name. I heard of her. <laughs> Just like with her whole like persona and even with the things. Billie she, Eilish? Billie Eilish, yes. <laughs> like the way she dresses, you know, she doesn't want to be sexualized and everybody really loves her for her music mm-hmm. as opposed to like, um, like you were saying, like the music industry wants to make female artists, you know, like um, they really want to take advantage of them, make them like these little sexy like pop poppers and yeah manny so. where'd you go <laughs> how rude <laughs> where did you go oh geez oh sorry i was i was moving my phone because it uh data data stuff data oh. stuff go oh, ahead i'm listening though no, i got you right here oh is that the sony's that you got <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is the new sound. Dude, I haven't charged these once since I charged them. The battery literally lasts all week. It's yeah, I haven't crazy. charged mine either. I was just like 70% overall, and then they're always 100% each. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's funny. 
Like, well, besides um, Sony ear- <laughs> headphones, which we're not sponsored by, but you know we're wearing some. Shout out to Sony. <laughs> Sony, shout out to Sony. Shout out to Sony. Um, so, um, are you good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the connection was a little weird. Okay. Yeah, it was getting kind of like a little jumpy and shit. You know. Yeah. All right, so we're trying um, our best. We're trying our best, <laughs> and I actually want to hear from the lady here what her favorite. <laughs> so I had two. So yeah, yeah, I had um, Stevie Nicks, the White Witch herself, as we know her from Ooh. Fleetwood yep, Mac. Let's talk about Stevie Nicks. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Stevie Nicks. Well, it's so, gonna be your first for your first pick out of the two. So. Well, no, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. do Stevie. So Stevie was born May 26, 1948. Birthday will be coming up. Um, so she's a singer songwriter, best known for being in Fleetwood Mac. Um, some people will argue that she's the reason why Fleetwood Mac had the success that they did. Yeah. Her and Lindsay Buck- uh, Buckingham. I'm, I know I have that name right, but I'm just going to double check. Yes, Buckingham. <laughs> Joined Fleetwood Mac right on time for their... Um, album rumors which stevie wrote um rhiannon she wrote dreams which we all know dreams right from yeah. now by now we should all know yeah. <laughs> we're we're big fleetwood okay. tiktok yeah. tiktok again tiktok is crazy yeah that that guy the, the skateboarding with the cranberry <laughs> that, that was a pretty cool video i thought that was really fun and i liked how everybody sort of started doing like their own little interpretation of it so i thought that yeah. was really cool well it was like it was right in the middle of corona when that yeah. when that got popular so it was just like this guy is by he's living his best life Oh, yeah. you know, and I think that was a message that we needed in the middle of a pandemic, you know, so. live your best life. Listen to some Fleetwood Mac. And let me tell you, after that video came out and it got all popular, I was listening to that song over and over and over again. And her song actually uh, ended up reaching the top charts yeah. again because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, there are timeless classics, especially rumors. Yeah, so Rumors actually is one of the um, one of the best-selling albums for Fleetwood Mac. It sold over 45 million copies, Holy which shit. is pretty yeah. fucking impressive. Um, and that's back when we had, like, only LPs, right? Yeah, like, this was back in the finals. 70s. Shit. So. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. And then, um, so back in the 80s, Stevie actually, um, she was still in Fleetwood Mac, but she went and she did her own solo thing, as, you know, people do. Um, And she's actually the only female artist. um, Yeah, she's the only woman to have been inducted twice into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Once. Fuck. Yeah, once as a member of Fleetwood Mac in 1998 and once as a solo artist in 2019, which is very impressive. Um, And, you know, everybody loves Fleetwood Mac. She's, um, I mean, Stevie Nicks, well, both. Um, She was an inspiration for Alana Del Rey. She's an inspiration for Lord, for um, a lot of big names, a lot of big bands as well. Yeah. So uh, Harry Styles, he's a huge... um, Stevie Nicks fan. He brought her on stage at one of his concerts here in LA, which would have been really awesome <laughs> to see. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's super dope. I mean, I would love to see uh, Fleetwood Mac perform. Yeah. You know, we could still catch them. 
Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, and so Stevie, um, she also appeared on American Horror Story Coven and American Horror Story Apocalypse, where she played herself. <laughs> um, so she was like the white witch, and um, it was really cool to see her on there because, I mean, she's oh, okay. just fucking iconic. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, white witch, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that whole white witch thing? Okay, yeah, so um, even though Stevie herself doesn't claim to be a witch um she just sort of got like that title just with like her whole persona like she was really into like metaphysics and you know the way she dressed with like her shawls and you know she was just spinning around and um you know they would talk about like spells and so like a white witch is obviously a witch that um she uses her powers for good you know so she's not yeah. doing like brujeria or black magic <laughs> on anyone um you know she's lighting a white candle for the world world peace uh, Um, Yeah, so, and plus her music, um, I think, really shows, like, a side of her, like, her witchy side, like, you know, Rhiannon, that song's about a witch, Um, which it's been said that Rhiannon is about Stevie Nicks, so, like, she wrote that song about herself, Um, which I think is really cool as, you know. As far as you know. (laughs) As far as I know, I would love to see her live. Um, The most recent thing I believe she did was with Miley Cyrus. Um, So Miley Cyrus has her song Midnight Sky. And so there was like a remix with like Midnight Sky and Edge of Seventeen. Because um, Miley Cyrus' song Midnight Sky samples Edge of Seventeen, which is a Stevie Nicks song from one of her solo albums. So that's... Cool. That's nice. That's actually a really great pick. Yeah, no, I love Stevie Nicks. She's yeah. just great. She's unproblematic. She's just, you know. Yeah. I mean, like. How fun would it have been to party with Fleetwood Mac back in the 70s? Yeah, or just Stevie Nicks herself. Or really. just Stevie Nicks herself. <laughs> I mean, the ins- I mean. I feel like the people that went to Fleetwood Mac concerts, like, eventually became what are now today called Wooks. Which are like those Wookie people. (laughs) Wookie people. people. Wookies. I mean, besides her being like um, in Fleetwood Mac, like she had a solo. Yeah. Solo solo act, Mm -hmm. right? She did her solo act, and that was back in the 80s. Um, And she did pretty good. Like I said, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist. So, I mean, I think with. Stevie Nicks, you can't really go wrong. You just automatically know that her music's gonna be good. You might not like every song off of her albums, but you know, you know that there's gonna be some some hits on there for sure. Definitely. I mean, oh, I can't you, hear you. You're I on mean, mute. she's very. She, she doesn't have any. I was just gonna say it's because I switched over apps, but she doesn't have any kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, she has doesn't. a stepson. Yeah. Um. And Stevie married Kim Anderson, mm-hmm. the widower of her friend Robin, in 1983. Yeah, back in the 70s, everybody was just sort of sleeping with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like the whole band was just sleeping with each other. Like, and it, it think, wasn't just Fleetwood Mac. It was I all think, of them. I think the summer of 69 <laughs> <Yeah>. continued on <laughs> they after were just, that. 
<laughs> Fleetwood Mac was just one orgy party. Oh yeah, all those bands back in like the sixties and the seventies, the Mamas and Papas. Oh my God, like <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't even know whose kid is which. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's just like you know what? It doesn't even matter. We're all family because we all fucked each other. Exactly. <laughs> um, she was also linked to Lindsay Buckingham, also from Fleetwood Mac, and so she wrote Dreams because um, Lindsay had cheated on her so that was like her like revenge song and his revenge song to her was you can go or go your own way which is also a huge Fleetwood Mac um, yeah. hit <laughs> not as I, I love that race. song <laughs> yeah I think I heard about that yeah yeah, yeah. which is funny because I mean they're singing these songs and they're singing them right next to each other <laughs> they're like this is about you motherfucker yeah but I mean I think Stevie won the songwriting with Dreams because that song is just um, oh my god you know it's fucking it's amazing to die for it's a classic it's yeah. it's all you know you put that song on at a party or in the car with so your I friends. just did some crazy a uh, little bit of research uh huh yeah that's just a vibey ass song yeah so uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, dog faces thing with um with uh, you know doing the song dreams so I don't know if you guys have heard but there's this new thing called NFTs which is they're called non-fungible tokens which is basically they're like digital baseball cards um, that you can collect and sell and basically this dog face dude uh, Nathan Apodaca I don't even know he has he has a representative for himself now that's how much of a hit this guy is Hmm. but I guess he wanted to include the song um, on on his NFT when because he wants to make it and he told um, Stevie 50 he, he told her that he would give her 50% of the sale but she shot it down so she's like bro stop fucking banking off my fucking song like <laughs> fuck off bro honestly so. <laughs> that's kind of a boss bitch move right <laughs> there you go or just a bitch move <laughs> it's up for interpretation it says, it says the NFT is going on it's going on sale and it's opening bids are set at five hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Fuck? So if someone buys that, yeah, that's going to be a lot, a lot of money for for a non fungible token, which is crazy, man. Like, oh, wow! I'll be set for that, man. If I get my hands on that, fuck. <laughs> that's actually a great. But yeah, I mean, this guy blew it up. He blew it up, and you know what? Uh, shout out though to this dude because he really did. I mean, for the younger crowd, obviously on TikTok, this was like, oh, what song is this? Oh, it's You know, so we kind of brought that vibe back, you know? Mm -hmm. Damn. That's, it's funny because it's just like, people regard it, regard like most of their music as timeless classics. And it's like, there you go. It's even coming back in TikTok, you know? Yeah. And having to uh, reappear and going back on the billboards once again <laughs> after like, what, 40, 50 years ago? After decades, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like, wild. Yeah. That's like an unheard of, bro. That's like unheard of. Like, yeah. that doesn't happen often, you know? Shit. So it's wild that, you know, a, a TikTok video put someone on billboard charts. I guess she is a witch. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's a white witch. She's a white witch. She's a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <The> what? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a good pick. Thank you. Yeah, it was hard to pick artists. I'm like, I, like we were talking earlier, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do the Spice Girls. And Sergio's like, all of them? <laughs> you can't do all of them. It's called solo artist. forbidden. You were forbidden from the forbidden fruit. They, they will have their day in the podcast. I promise you that, they Vanessa. Will. And when they do, you're, you're more than welcome. <laughs> no, yeah. You'll well, go nuts. I, just... <laughs> As a child, I love the Spice Girls, so yeah. invite me back for that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about Spice Girls, did you, um, I vividly remembered, like, back in, like, um, where we live at Town Square, there was, like, a little corner store where the Panda Express used to be. There was, like, a, uh, what was it? It was, like, a... Town Square. Yeah, right. Oh, well. Norwalk Town Square? Well, not, no, not Norwalk Town Square. I'm sorry. Like, Patterson Square. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, so like the Panda Express that's right there. Yeah. Do you remember when there was like a, it was like a little shop and it was like, um, they had like a lot of Japanese like antiques oh, and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. There was did like you the remember? little Hello Kitty store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like did a Sanrio you, store. Did you remember that poster and it was like Sanrio, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What was it? So there was like this little Japanese oh um, store or what whatnot, and they sell like Hello Kitty shit. It was like you know mm-hmm. cutesy and stuff. And Sanrio, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it had like different toys and stuff, and it had like posters. And I remember vividly, like under fucking window, they had like a poster of Spice World. And I, it's been there so long that it actually got a little faded, and I was just remember like I remember that being a little bit more colorful vibrant damn more They're like vibrant, representing yeah. spice girls right here yeah they had a bunch scary of spice is my favorite hands down <laughs> wait which one scary scary spice scary spice <laughs> my favorite was baby spice baby spice everybody wanted to be sergio uh posh yeah posh, posh spice. yeah now that i'm older i would definitely choose posh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's crazy. Well, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Cool. Oh, no. So we're oh, doing no. round twos right now? or? Yep, round two. Um, yeah, oh, round two. Well, I mean, we only have one beer, so I guess we'll pour more. <laughs> I have a Paloma, I think, in the fridge, then I'll start sipping if I run out of this one. But this is cool, man. I'm starting to feel a little bit of buzz off of it. It's It's... Very strong at the end. I'm, I'm noticing that now as I'm sipping it. There is a lot of bold flavor right at the end of it. And up front, I'm getting a weird cerveza vibe. Good. It's really good. It's all good. Are you good? Cool. Good. Serge, you ready? Uh, I still got one pack. I only got one pack for this one. That's cool. That's cool. Just keep. Well, I'm talking about for your next artist. Wait, give me a minute. I'm pouring the beer. <laughs> looks so frothy at the top. Yeah, it is. It's like... Is it creamy? It looks like, like a little creamy. It's a little creamy. Yeah, I would say it's a little creamy. Um, not as sweet as I thought, like I'm saying. Just going back into mm-hmm. uh, the taste of it. Um, like we turned Vanessa into an avid beer drinker now. No, I'm doing it on my own. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what happens when you hang out with us. <laughs> Welcome to the craft. Welcome to the craft, indeed. So, uh, it, Serge. I guess round two. Round two. 
uh, I'm gonna pick an LA native, and she's she recently had an album, and uh, her album was being advertised, especially like around like uh, the Inglewood, Baldwin Hills area. And I seen posters of it, and it was just like, oh fuck! Like she has a new album, and that's how I know she had a new album. And she's actually she's like I said, she's a Ailing native, and she grew up with like a family of um, uh, musicians, if you would. And she definitely has a lot of influence, and she has a very interesting background. And the lady I'm talking about is Janine Aiko. And she's she's an R&B singer, and she, like I don't I can't remember when I first heard her, but I just knew like I liked her music and stuff, and it was very like um, it was very like what to say? It's very intriguing and very like not out there, but just very like um, well I can't find a word for it. But anyways, like she's when I looked into it's like her, calming, soothing. Yeah, now it's becoming more calming, you know, because she's now going into like a different um, uh, vibe, and you know she's about those vibes too. Don't get me wrong, like she's she's someone that's very common and also like she doesn't shake her ass or anything like that. She's not that out there, and she presents herself as someone like like very spiritual and very like inner peace and stuff and she's um she's been through a lot i actually learned a lot about her like in this past week and you know like i liked her music but i really didn't know much about her herself until like i really looked into her and she started off like making music like probably like in the late 2000s and she was unknown but you know eventually she came to her own feet and started make, making uh, music videos and started making like her own music and you know getting into studios and you know she was um, even making music like when she was pregnant and you know even when she had the kids like she would bring her kid with her into the studio and you know he would surround her with like like that culture of music and stuff you know cause her family is like like I said they're musicians and um, I think her sister's yeah, three of her sisters were actually um, a musical group, and they asked her if she wanted to be in it, and they're like, um, she, I forgot what reason why she wasn't in it, but she wasn't included. But eventually, she, you know, did her own thing, and just recently in her new album, which came out like uh, sometime last year, um, she included one of her sisters. And in one of her interviews, they say, like, oh, like, um, how come it took you this long to, like, collaborate with your sister? You know, like, you guys are, like, pretty close. And she's all like, you know, that's the thing about family. Like, I, we don't talk about business when I'm around with, like, my family, you know. And that's something that she preserves. Like, you know, she has her business side and then she has her family time, you know. And it's just not something that, you know, that they wanted to do, even though, like, they both have the same interest in music and stuff, you know. And she's um, very, di- very interesting, like um, background, because she's actually uh, she's mixed. Like what I meant by that is like her ethnicity is like she's black, 
and also she's Japanese, so she comes out of a descendant of like Japanese, um, Japanese, um, yeah, Japanese Americans, because her dad was Japanese American and then her mom was like, um, I think she was black, but she was also mixed too, and she has such a beautiful like skin complex and just like such a good like, um, like she's just like very interesting, you know. Like, she just, like, you knew she's, like, she's, like, a mix of something. And it's just, like, very interesting to, like, um, to know, like, what her background is, you know? And a lot of people actually ask her that, like, hey, like, uh, what are you? And that's actually fucking rude when they ask you, like, what are you? It's like, dude, I'm a human being. <laughs> like, ask, like, what's my ethnicity, you know? And she, and just like, knowing that. Like, what are you, bro? What are yeah. you? And just like you know, she was very subconscious about that, and she was always like um, having, not having to um, have a sense of like belonging, because she had a hard time like you know just knowing like where she belongs, because like you know you you have you're black, and then you know you're obviously like a part of the black community, but also you're mix of like another race, and it's just like you know it's a little mix, and then people ask you like where you're from, and it's just like. Or what are you, basically? And then he's just like, and it kind of throws you off, you know. But you know, aside from that, she's just, uh, um, like I said, she's just like very. Her family is like very into music, and even her brother was into music. Sorry, and um, she was very close up, uh, to her brother, and she speaks about that because, um, unfortunately, her de- her father, her brother, actually died in 2012, and. She, it was a part of her that just took it really hard and then she actually put part of that pain, part of that process of grieving into her music, you know, which is like very powerful because like, you know, you're using pain to like having to use it as a strength as opposed to like a flaw, you know? And there's um, there's a lot of her music that, you know, speaks about that. Um, like early on, there was like a, there was like a song called External Sunshine. And it's funny because she actually names songs based on like movies and pop culture. It's, But we'll get into that. And she has a song called External Sunshine. And then she has another song called Spotless Mine. <laughs> but External is complete. They're completely different like um, songs. And they're not really related to each other. But it's just funny that they, you know. And that I seen that video. And then that video is like one of the most interesting videos I've ever seen, but also like just one of the saddest too, because like, um, it was a song that really spoke to her about like, um, about her brother, but it wasn't just talking about her brother. It was like going into like her own um, mortality, you know? Like she's talking about like, if I were to like um, lose my life today, like I would, I would be grateful for, you know, living this long and just being grateful and having that inner peace of like, you know, after all this time, like at this point in my life, I'm happy where I'm at, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to lie, like that shit kind of uh, brought some tears to my eyes. So I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to that. Yeah. Song. And it's, it's like, it's a very serious song. I mean, I want to say it's like super, it's not super depressing like don't take don't take the song out of that coming out of it um i mean it's just very inspirational and just very like it sounds like it's more about the transformation of yeah. her 
Yeah. I mean, she has, like, a lot of transformations. Like, I mean, she's the same person, but, you know, like, her grieving process was just, like, um, very unique, especially if you're, like, bringing that into your art. And not only did she do that in her music, but she also did, like, a short film. And it's in throughout the whole short film, like, you hear, like, her music in the background, you know? And it's playing throughout. And then uh, the name of the that video is called Trip, the movie. And it's, like, 23 minutes long. And then it features her as a different uh, name. And it's talking about, like, this person that's, like, lost her brother, like she did. And, you know, she's uh, looking through, like, she's, like, going through a tough time. And then, you know, she's, like, a poet. And she meets this guy. And this guy is, like, so very youthful and very interesting and very out there. And uh, he they meet by coincidence, I guess. <laughs> uh, they point that out in the movie. And, like, she's saying, like, yeah, this guy kind of reminds me of my brother, you know, just having that spirit or that type of kinder spirit you know just like a kid in a, a child at heart and also just very fun to be around you know and uh, you know she he's basically like um, just some guy that's just like passing through town and he has like a, he has like various drugs on him you know and he's like type of guy that has weed and he has shrooms and he just starts tripping out and she goes into her own journey about taking these drugs and just like really taking a different road on her grieving process and I mean I'm not gonna go really into that film but just watch it yourself and I definitely recommend you know Janine Aiko uh, Trip the movie it's like in apostrophes and I mean I really liked it I watched it twice I watched it today before going on this podcast and you know she's like I said she definitely takes her strength her pain as a strength and just you know having to process this uh, um, this thing she's going through you know because it's really hard like when you lose someone and then you know turn it over and using that as the fuel to like make music because also like he was uh, the he would he pushed her I guess he pushed her to like do music you know and it's just powerful when like you know you have siblings that you know they like the same things that I like. I mean, when she was talking about her brother, I was also thinking about, like, my younger sister because um, my younger sister, like, we're close because, like, of movies, you know, because we like the same type of mu- uh, movies. And, you know, I showed her so much, so many movies and stuff, and I actually, like, I don't want to, like, uh, boast, but <laughs> she kind of gained, like, a certain aesthetic or, you know, a taste in music or, I mean, in um, movies. And we're able to, like, go back and forth about, like, movies that we watch and stuff, you know. And I I think that's why, like, I relate to her the most because, like, of that closeness with your siblings and in your artistry, too. And they kind of go hand in hand where, like, someone comes from. And she's, yeah, she just, like, now she throws out, like, a different vibe. Well, more calmer vibe because now she's, like, about inner peace and stuff and... She's actually made like a song collaborations with Nas. And she said she was like really proud of that because she got to work with like one of her heroes. And just like music. <laughs> I love that song. Hell yeah. And I was glad that she did because it was like, 
you know, you like deserve it. Like she worked this hard with, you know, being a single mom and all and having to continue this leg. Uh, yeah, I I guess the legacy of her and, you know, her. Uh, her Honestly, what, what what caught me off guard when you were talking about her is the fact that she took her kids into the studio. Yeah, well, she has one with her. Yeah, well, like usually one, song. one kid. Sorry. That's a no-no zone for kids. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Especially if Doja Cat was the one in the recording studio, yeah. I, that kid would have been high. You know, uh, maybe she would have got contact high. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, either way, I feel like. But, I mean, that's crazy, man. Like. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's crazy. Like, to take your kid to the studio with you, bro. That's like taking your kid to work. Yeah. You know, and like the the patience of the kid to be quiet during the whole, bro. Like, that's unimaginable. Like, unimaginable. You know. Yeah. I think you have to be really quiet in the studio. Yeah. I mean, her kid looks like she's calm and she's very obedient and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, that's just the way like they um, they pretty much portray her life. Like, you know, she's a single mom. She's she's a good mom, basically. And she's doing music because, you know, she's always loved it. And, you know, like her whole family loves it. I mean, her sisters were like in a group and then her brother that passed away was really big on music too and he seemed like a good dude the way she was like describing him and stuff and even to like make a whole music video or like you know the inspiration behind your song is just like it's it's powerful like it's just you know it's it's really great and you know i would love to just continue to see like what she what else she's doing you know at this point because now she's like um because she recently did like an npr like tiny disc um, COVID edition, the way she described it, <laughs> and she's ba- she basically is bringing like um, uh, what's it called, uh, sound healing, which is basically like uh, they bring in balls and then you know they have like the little yeah yeah uh, they're Tibetan singing bowls yeah yeah well they didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that it would be that, but they were like more like uh, glass and see-through and stuff. Yeah, the white. They have different kinds. They'll have ones that are metal. They have ones that are crystal. Like I think she brought. It's the a crystal. trip. I'm- yeah, I brought. I think she brought the uh, crystal ones and stuff. She brought it into the studio and then she was doing that before she started singing, and she wanted to bring that. Dude, have you ever heard one of those in real life? Like. Yeah. Oh, I want There's to. This- They're calming. There's a shop in Whittier called Aura's World. Shout out. Um, I love that store. It's like a metaphysical shop up in Uptown. And they have um, a sound bowl like meditation. Amazing. Would recommend. You have to take me some Dude, real chill. I mean, to incorporate that into music, into into your music and stuff. It's like you want to give people that healing vibe, that calming vibe. That's the way to do it, you know? Yeah, like it's funny that you describe that because like um, uh, one of, in one of her interviews, like they were talking about like you know her latest album, and they said like she brought that into her music, um, you know, because she actually did record it with like uh, those uh, with those glass uh, crystal balls, and uh, and like just like her lyrics itself, it's just like what people are describing it. It's like this is what people want to sleep to, you know, like. <laughs> Like now it's becoming a trend where yeah. you like sleep like on your earbuds and then you just fall asleep. Like it's that type yeah. of music. And they're saying like um, 
it's like ASMR. Yeah, ASMR, and it's like very therapeutic the way that she was describing, like you know, like how her music was to her fans, and it's just like, oh fuck, like. And she said, like, she felt like there was a big responsibility of her to, like, put that out there as a positive, like, outlook on things. And, you know, use, mm-hmm. as she's using this music as her outlet to, you know, uh, bring her inner peace or bring, like, herself into balance. It could also do the same for, like, people that listening to her music. So she felt like, yeah, like, I feel like I should be doing this, you know? Yeah, wow. Well. And honestly, that's very earnest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a great artist. She makes great music. I mean, it's it's a responsibility, you know? Mm-hmm. Going back to Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility, you know? And <laughs> to be an artist and to... to... <sighs> To be an artist and really have that, you know, this <laughs> connection with people is important, man, because people are going through shit, you know, to sort of like come out with music that has that healing vibe. It's like, that's dope. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, final thoughts, I would say like, um, yeah, it's just, again, one of my favorites, just very beautiful, very peaceful, very just vibey. Um, personality and just like an artist itself and honestly I just would recommend that to people especially if like I, someone that's coming out from like LA you know yeah yeah make sure you uh, link that in the in the description yeah because I, w- I want to watch it too yeah. that sounds real cool oh one more thing. Um, oh sorry go ahead just one more thing like I think just one of the most like I'm saying going back into like the pop culture things that she's inspired to she actually has a song called uh bed piece which is like a film documentary that was made for um that was made by john lennon and yoko uno mm-hmm. during that period and oh shit her videos that's very, cool her videos very much like that and guess who's in that video uh sean lennon no oh <laughs> sean lennon <laughs> that's what i said no. <laughs> someone recent He's a big artist. And Dude, no. On my end, we said that at the same time, Vanessa. That was the oh. trippy part. <laughs> um, Sean. Her Big uh, Sean? No, it's not Big Sean. Because I know they were dating, I think. Really? Yeah. I think they were dating. Damn. Uh, I, it's actually... Um, can, we get a, can we get a vowel? Can we get a hint? No, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it, was, it was Charlie's Gambino. And, oh, cool. Yeah. And Charlie's Gambino. Nice. Dude, like, when they collaborate... Like I like all this, the few songs that they collaborate on. Like, mm-hmm. cause I sound, cause this fucking dope ass fuck. And she collaborated in one of like, um, his songs and his album from Because of the Internet. And it's I think it's called like Pink or some shit like that. And I fucking love that song. And also she, they were part of a bed piece, which they make a video video out of it. And then basically like they make a documentary style, very much like that film documentary um bed piece Mm -hmm. and they have like the same fucking aesthetics around and it's just like they're like recreating everything basically that's crazy fucking child being john lennon that's funny (laughs) so this is this is a good transition point okay just because the person that i'm going to talk about next is also into film um originally she wrote poetry songs music but didn't intend to sing she wanted to direct films okay and um the person that i'm talking about is one of my favorite artists um new artist 
upcoming artist, female artist, Kali Uchis. Uh, she recently just won her first Grammy woo, woo, uh, for the song 10% that came out with uh, Kate Trinata. She collabed with them on that song. Oh, You've shit. heard that song, right? Yeah. Where's my 10%? That shit's dope. <laughs> it's a hot one. And uh, yeah, she got her Grammy first Grammy award, but she's been making music since 2012, even earlier than that. Yeah. Um, so Kali uh, Uchis' stage name, which actually came from her uh, nickname that her dad gave her. Right. So that's why she named herself that. Um, her real name is Carly Marina Lo- Loiza. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. That sounds... But, uh, yes, her weird. nickname is Kali Uchis, given to her by her dad. And um, she was born in Virginia. And she was... She moved in... I'm not sure when she... When she was in high school, she moved, which would probably be, like, 2012... 2013 around that time yeah she moved to colombia because her dad was originally from colombia okay so i guess her um her dad's mom got sick her grandma and they ended up moving uh to colombia so she totally imagine moving to colombia in high school you're used to virginia you're used to white folk and then all of a sudden you know you get thrown a curveball now you're in colombia fuck so it's super trippy that she did this transition when she was in high school. Um, in high school, she was part of the uh, jazz band. So she would she would uh, often skip class and spend time at the photo lab making experimental short films. And that's where she got... Um, her interest in photography got her into cre- creating her mixtape cover art. So she used photography as not only as an outlet, but also used it as part of the art. So she's very independent with everything she does. Um, when she was young, she actually got kicked out of her house because she wasn't making curfew on time. And she was basically being a bad girl and got kicked out of her house. She started living in a car and started making beats with her keyboard. That eventually became a mixtape called Drunken Babble that came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. And it was described as the genre-defying moment for her because it's she used a lot of influences from funk, R&B, uh, reggae, doo-wop. Um, there's a lot of dope different styles that she does. And that's what I really like about this artist because she's not pigeonholed in like, let's say, Beyonce to just making R&B music and hip-hop music and stuff like that. She's, she's not pigeonholing herself. She's using a lot of very old 70s vibe aesthetics which i love you know like she's giving that tribute back to people like stevie nicks and stuff like that and really just um the way the way if you've ever seen her videos she really has like an old school vibe film vibe that she uses for her videos if you've ever seen her video um what is it called um I'm thinking of the song doo, 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 doo. Mm, Rush. It's called Rush. And it's it's super dope. There's like an old school Cam- Camaro and she's basically on like some dudes driving the Camaro and she's in roller skates. So she's all like in her knee high socks and with with her other girls and they're like 
holding on to the bumper <laughs> of this Camaro while it's driving on in the road in the desert. Yeah. And it's all film and super dope. I've seen Caliucci's twice. So the first time I saw her was at Life is Beautiful on the small stage. Okay, so there was probably roughly at the small stage. Not that many people knew about her. Roxy introduced me to her, and I loved her music ever since she came out with it. Um, Dennis would agree with me on that as well. He, he, we've talked about Caliucci many occasions before. We talked about the, the um, music video Rush, and just like that old school vibe that she's giving out, you know, is is really really dope and not really done by a lot of female artists. Um, so she's collabed with a lot of different musicians, Diplo, Tyler, the creator, bad, bad, not good. Yeah. Kate Trinata, um, and even Snoop Dogg. <laughs> so, uh, it, she, she was nominated for Latin Grammy awards in 2017, but this past year she finally got her first Grammy. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I guess Uchi supported Lana Del Rey on select North American area dates of, of a world tour that she did. So she kind of threw Lana Del Rey into the mix. That's the reason she's popular. Um, she came out, her last album she came out with, well, the last song that blew up for her was Telepatia, which is te- telepathy yeah. in, in Spanish, you know? Yeah. And it ended up reaching top of the billboard charts, um, global charts, it was number 29 on the Billboard Global 200 and number 61 on the Global no shit. Global US. Aside from that, the song's super dope, yeah. and it really blew up again through TikTok. I'm starting <laughs> to see a trend here, man. Um, <laughs> they started doing that lip-syncing challenge. I'm starting to see and, that algorithm. Uh, she, <laughs> there's an algorithm here, man. It's all, <laughs> oh, it's the AI. It's taking over. And yeah, dude, she she really blew it out the water with that song. And you could tell she still directs her music videos. All her music videos, she directs them. Yeah. Um, remember that one music video that I showed you last week? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, she's like, yeah, it's really cool. And it's like she does it all in green screen. She's like in a convertible in outer space just driving. Right. She has her own website. Uh, her music was free to download on her website and through iTunes. She's giving her music away for free, you know, and the videos that she comes out with are super dope. Um, Hell yeah. I actually met the girl that is in that last music video that we saw of her. I met that girl. She was with oh, yeah, her name you, is Angel. Yeah, you did. I met her at a ham on everything party. Uh-huh. And this was way before I even knew about Kali Uchis. And then what do I see? This girl comes out in her music video. I'm like, bro, I, I met that girl. Like, it's so wild. What is she doing So fast there? forward, I, I went to go see her on the small stage, and there was probably about maybe like 50 people watching her performance on the left side of the, on this small stage. Yeah. And I could see people from the main stage that didn't even know who she was coming over because they liked the music, they liked the vibe. And by, by the end of it, like, there was at least like 200 people watching her. So it was crazy, like how how much her music was really like getting people's attention and yeah. stuff. And she comes out in this little red, you know, this little red um, dress, and she's a dancer. She was dancing her ass off, and she can she can move. That chick can move. Like she almost did like a like a hula dancer thing yeah. when she was up on stage. But the cool thing about it was 
she actually uh, performed with the Free Nationals, one of her songs, but on stage she had a band with her. Yeah. So she her music was live and she had a full on band and everything. It was super sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also worked on a song with Mac Miller yeah. too. So oh, really? before he passed away, she was able to work with them. And after he passed away, this this song came out. And dude, this was like the turning point when Mac Miller. They said that he was coming into a artistic breakthrough with his music, and Kali Uchis was part of that movement. Oh. So in an, in a way, like she's kind of continuing that same vibe that he he was transforming. So, I mean, this is the same wavelength we're talking about when we talk about artists like Thundercat and stuff like that. She's right there with them. Right. So, I don't think a lot of... Oh, my God. It started playing a, a song like fucking super hardcore. Uh, but, yeah, so I thought it was really dope that she started off doing film, did music, got kicked out of her house, came out with this music, played on the small stage, and then when I went to go see her again at smoke uh smoking grooves in long beach mm -hmm. she was on the main stage she was a headliner oh shit. so within maybe three years three years apart she started headlining and i'm like dude like that's that's moving really like stuff started moving really fast for yeah. her and then this year she won that grammy so it's like i can't wait for the next mu music she comes out with yeah. i know i bought um her record isolation for Roxy for her birthday. Mm -hmm. She loves that record. Um, and the, the song that the vinyl is a blue vinyl. It looks super sick and just everything from the photography, the, the music, the sounds, the different genres of music she's mixing in. There's no one out there like her right now. And I, I had to talk about her. Yeah. And on top of this, she's a Latin X chick. Yeah. So she's paving the way for a lot of Latina women in music, which is fucking awesome. Um, and like I said, I can't wait to see what she comes out with next. Yeah. Cheers to Kali Uchis, man. Cheers, yes. Cheers. Representation. Yeah, yeah that's a, definitely. I really like that pick, and I know you were going to pick Kali Uchis. And I will say this about her, because I was just like, the other day I was uh, watching the music video for After the Storm, and I was just like, damn, this thing is so relevant, even before 2020. Didn't that video came out before 2020? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was... It's Dude, okay, so, um, After the Storm, Bootsy Collins was in on that, and so was Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, it was actually. Hold really on, I'm I'm breaking up just a second. Okay. All right, we'll wait for that. But yeah, definitely an interesting pick. I don't think I've ever heard any of her music. Let's really? check her out. Yeah, listen to After the Storm. Like, it's just like very interesting, and I bet a lot of people are listening yeah. to that like during 2020. Yeah, I'll because it's it literally like talking about like after all this bash is gonna happen, things the sun will rise once again as she says yeah. that's one of the yeah. things and it was just like oh fuck <laughs> and it's really cool how, how she incorporates Bootsy Collins in that shit oh hell yeah I'm like what the yeah. fuck Bootsy Collins is fucking in and <laughs> shit this is dope as fuck you yeah. know I really like and if you don't know who Bootsy Collins is you don't know music <laughs> <laughs> I really like how like they did 
animated graphics for him and how he was like in the fucking cereal box and shit. And I was like, damn, that's just so dope. Like it was like, He's like, yeah, baby. It was very much in his style, and I was just like, dude, that's oh my god, that's so fitting. <laughs> that's so. It was so sick. I could I couldn't believe that when I first watched. It. I was like, dude, this is really sick. Yeah. And I also liked how in the beginning of it, um, the storm and everything is like physical. It's not. It's not CGI. It's yeah. like actual like fluffy clouds and like like a cutout. It, it looked like a like yeah. a talent show. Everything cut, like board cut. It's it's fucking awesome. It's so yeah. cool. Everything was pretty practical. And then up to the last point where they have like uh, different like some weird ass flowers and they had their faces on it and shit. I was like, oh, that was like special. Effect. And that was Tyler the Creator. That was yeah. Cool. That was him. He was and Kelly. Flower Boy, and that's when there was a lot of talk that he was he was being, he was coming out as bisexual. And Kelly Uchis is actually already out bisexual. Huh? She's proud. Oh, She's nice. a proud bisexual. So that's cool too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers. That's a yeah, great cheers. pick. Yeah. <laughs> and it froze to that. Cheers. Oh man, that's. That was such a. That was a great. That was a good was choice. A yeah, choice, you guys dude. picked some really good artists. Um, I guess I'll start talking about mine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very interested what you're gonna say next. <laughs> <laughs> so this next artist has continuously been on my Spotify most played um, artists of the year. You know how Spotify does a Spotify Wrapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's constantly <laughs> on like my top five. Um, her music is um you know noted noted as being stylized and cinematic i am talking about the one and only she really took the world by storm lana del rey (laughs) now lana (laughs) manny's like yeah manny has some choice words (laughs) i got some beef with this with she, his ha- chip. she has some beef, but we're not we're not there yet. We'll start from the beginning, yeah. and then we'll make our way towards your um, your problem. <laughs> so um, it's an issue. It's an issue. <laughs> so Lana Del Rey is her stage name. Her real name is actually Elizabeth Grant. She was born June twenty first in nineteen eighty five. She was born in New York. So the thing about Lana Del Rey is when she was actually starting out as a musician, she was just going by the name, I believe, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And she was definitely more pop. Like um, people were would compare her to like a Katy Perry. Um, that, that was the image she wanted to portray, but it just didn't work out for her. So then, you know, she switched up her name, Lana Del Rey, and then she switched up her music to, um, you know, like more like indie. And it really, that hit it off for her. Um, So in 2011, her hit song, Video Games, um, debuted, and that's really what... um, what really got her her notoriety that we know of her now and so video games is um off her self-titled album which is probably one of her best albums i think her first album is the best album it's like hit after hit after hit born to die yeah born to die there you go yeah born to die <laughs> i'm a big um, fan of that album actually. yeah it's good right yeah. yeah i like the paradise edition yeah the one that is extended yeah like, oh, that's just cool super good so i actually heard um of lana del rey through on twitter leah michelle she's known for being rachel and glee and also being a notorious uh 
Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, she had tweeted that Lana Del Rey was a great album, was a great artist. So I went and I checked her out, and she was amazing. You know, she was singing about heartbreak, and she was singing about drugs, and you know, sugar daddies, and just like living in LA, and it was glamorous. I really thought. Um, so she actually just released her newest album, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. It was just released yesterday. I haven't actually listened to it yet. I've listened to the like the hits, but um, I'll give her I'll give her a fair listen on that one. Yeah, I think it should be good. I mean, only listen to Born to Die. Everything else is boo boo. Born to Die was good. I think Norman <laughs> fucking Rockwell was pretty well, pretty good too. It was okay. Too. It was okay. Like she had a few good songs, like Mariner's Apartment Complex, Venice Bitch. I like Venice Bitch. Yeah. Right. So Lana Del Rey has also done music for um, The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio I about that. and yeah. What a humorous play on words. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is she what was it called Um, Young and Beautiful Young and Beautiful she also did music for the live action uh, it was a Disney film not the Sleepy Beauty was it yeah, it was Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Maleficent, okay. right? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. My friend told me about that. Yeah, Maleficent. that song was deep. Yeah. That song was deep. It was really dark. Um, Once <laughs> oh, Upon a that. Dream, I believe is what it's called. Um, you know, she's collaborated with ASAP Rocky. She's collaborated with The Weeknd. Um... Uh, Sean Lennon. She has a song with Sean Lennon on one of her albums, which is actually really, really well done. Um... So yeah, Lana Del Rey just really took the world by storm. I saw her at Coachella one year, and oh my god, all the people that were there to see her, she wasn't even on the main stage. She was like on the second main stage. I forget what it's called now. Wait, <laughs> what, I haven't was been to Coachella like in a while. Last year or like? No, this was like two, I think because I've missed. I think this was maybe three years ago because I've missed the past two Coachellas or maybe four years ago. Okay. She's always at Coachella though. Like she would have oh, okay, been. Yeah. She would have been I there. I would figure she would be. Yeah. Yeah, she would have been there in 2020, but then they canceled it. Um, and I mean the people that waited for her to just like get on stage I mean the crowd was like huge for Lana Del Rey and she's not really like um, you know she doesn't dance or anything she sort of just stands there and sways back and forward and just like sings with her little voice and like she interacts with the crowd and it's very it's like a very like a mellow show like it's you know there's not a lot of like backup dancers or anything like that but I mean that's what you that's what I would expect from Lana Del Rey um yeah I mean I could go on and on about her I don't even um she go on and on (laughs) I know I'm like at a loss for words um Um, so she recently um also released um some spoken word poetry so she released that and her her poems are nice like I said they really glamorize LA which I which it's it's fun being from Los Angeles, you know what I mean. Hearing um, well, she's from uh, the East Side. Originally. Yeah, so she's from so New York. Yeah. yeah, so she's not from LA, but I mean, like us being from LA, it's nice to hear like references yeah. to things that you know, like that we know about. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I know she just did a well. She didn't just do a cover, but she did you know the Sublime <laughs> Two in Time, <laughs> which I thought was a good cover. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was horrible. I actually really liked. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I know, no, we're not gonna no, ah, no Lana Del Rey hate. Okay, Lana all right, Del go Rey ahead, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when this song came out, I was like, okay, first of all, I 
people was like, okay, that's cool. Like she's she's tri- uh, doing like a tribute to Sublime and stuff like that. I think she's kind of taking the Cali girl vibes and running with it because it's selling her records. And I feel like doing time when she did that was kind of just like a ploy to get all the Cali girls in and stuff like that. But for me, it was like it was not doing the song justice. It wasn't giving that right vibe out. But, you know, any artist is going to do whatever they do. And whenever that song would come out on the radio, I just like go and I just change it. (laughs) Uh, But like I said, I'll give her I'll give her a fair listen on this new new album. What's, What's the album called again? The new one? Um, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Cool. Is that cool. the track? Yeah, I gotta check that one out. Yeah, I'll, so give, she, I'll give that one a listen. Yeah, so she also has a track called Chemtrails Over the Country Club, and that's also the name oh, of her okay. newest album. Oh, okay. So Billboard has said that Lana Del Rey's song Born to Die is one of the top 100 songs that influenced the 2010s, you know, the year. Yeah. The Washington Post has said that Lana Del Rey is one of the most influential artists. You know, she's influenced artists like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift actually called her one of her favorite Lyric, lyricist, if I'm saying that right, word wrong. Yeah, lyrical. Lyricist. Lyricist. It's hard to pronounce words, right? Especially and, when you're sounding like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I know. Words, who needs them, right? I know, yeah. right? Um, you know, they say that without Lana Del Rey, we wouldn't have a Lord, we wouldn't have um, a Housley, we wouldn't have a Billie Eilish. So. I see that. Yeah, I see so, that. Yeah, she really like paved the way for a lot of female artists. Um, and I mean, her music is a lot of fucking fun. You yeah. know, you know how many Instagram posts I have with like a Lana Del Rey lyric <laughs> under my photos. <laughs> like, I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's really influenced a lot of people. Um, I feel like she influences like a lot of teenagers. You know what I mean? Like a lot of teenagers like, are like oh, teenagers like, now. Well, maybe, I mean like the TikTok culture. No, maybe not now, but maybe when I was like kind of younger, or maybe even now. You know, like because she like kind of glamorizes like oh sugar daddies and coke cocaine and heartbreak you know i get that yeah (laughs) so she kind of like it's she influences a lot of younger um female listeners so i know she definitely influenced me i I went to a few lana del rey parties (laughs) yeah it was just like lana del rey everywhere no it was just like it was just like lana del rey themed parties where we like dressed like her which is kind of fucking hard to do because it's just like how the fuck do you dress like i don't know it's like a mixture between like a white girl right Right? It, it was just like a bunch of like fucking Hispanics too. So it like. <laughs> it no it's like she's like a. What do you call it? Like counterculture style type of. Yeah, like, so she's. I think aesthetics. her style would be like. I mean, you just said it. Coachella. That's it. Yeah. That's oh, her vibe. Yeah. Coachella's yeah. her thing. Coachella yeah. culture. There so she's really influenced by like the 1950s, the 1960s. And we see that a lot in her music. We see that a lot in her personal styles. Like when she went to the um, the Golden Globes, she was, you know, she really had like a, like a 60s hairdo and like her outfit was very like um, Lisa Marie Presley inspired. Um yeah, so she's, I mean, I don't know, I, I freaking love Lana Del Rey. Her YouTube has over a, over 4 billion views on all her videos, um, which is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, talking about impressive, like, I think one of her biggest achievements, like, just coming from me, is that short film that she did where 
it's basically like three music videos in one. Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm talking about? Are you talking about Tropico? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, when I seen that shit, I was just like... Yeah. Holy shit. And it's just like... Like, she made that thing her own, and it must have taken, like, a lot of man hours just to, like, do that 30-minute, like, music video just in one, you know? Yep. And it was just like, holy shit, nobody has ever done that before. Putting three music videos in one and just calling it a short film. I was like... I like that. I'm impressed. <laughs> I love that. I think I want to steal that idea and do that. <laughs> yeah. Just remember who did it first. Exactly. Do a little shout out. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. You know, right? Lana <laughs> Yeah, no, Lana's already... Um, yeah, she really took the music industry by fucking storm, yeah. for sure. She really... Yeah, especially Born and Die. I mean, like... Yeah. I, I came back to that because I have, like... Because I have a bunch of music, and it was mostly through, like, my sister, my youngest sister, because um, back in the days when we used to, like, um, download music, like, um, our certain ways. Through um, YouTube and put them on through, like, the YouTube converter not, to the iPod. Not like that. But no? <laughs> it wasn't... LimeWire, bro! <laughs> well, yeah, LimeWire, but Lana Del Rey wasn't around for LimeWire, was yeah, she? No, it was, like, yeah, it was. Well, I think it was something else, but it was around that time, and then... You know, I'm not going to incriminate myself, but I did get a lot of her songs, especially like um, back when she was like Lizzie. Mm. And uh, yeah, like I just like um, had like all this like music that my sister wanted and all this shit that I wanted. And then, you know, I I was too lazy to separate it. So I just like got everything, just put it in my fucking SD card. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't even listening to it for a while. And then once I listened to it, I was like, okay, it's cool. And I just didn't really care for it. And then, like, recently, I think, like, two years ago, I came back to it. And, you know, in retrospect, I was just like, holy shit, this fucking album's really good. The fact that, like, you know, knowing me as a cinematic person, like, she really does have, like, that cinematic, theatrical element into her music. Like, she's like a showman a show woman yeah. so to say and she's talking about all these lyrics and it's just like god damn that's just fucking ballsy this shit that she says yeah she's an excellent songwriter um bruce springsteen actually said that she's one of the best american songwriters coming from in his bruce opinion. springsteen yeah. the most american i fucking hate bruce springsteen let me tell you something <laughs> what hey little girl it's your daddy home <laughs> You don't like that song? Exactly. <laughs> what a creeper, right? I know, that song's fucking weird. I mean, I love it. I love that song, but it's weird. I, th- I think that's more on Lana's... Uh, like, no, it's like when he sings Lana songs like... America, yeah. you know, it's like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, he's kind of overrated. I'm not going to lie. Bruce yeah. Springsteen's kind of overrated. He actually has a podcast with uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. And... <laughs> Have you seen it on the Spotify thing? <laughs> that is the most random shit ever. I think. And they talk about just like, um, just American and their fucking social changes just in general, what's happening today. And it's like two unlikely men who wouldn't think they would be friends make a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought it was just Bronco. Wait, so is it, is it Obama and him? 
Bruce Springsteen are both doing the podcast continuously or was it just like one episode? No, it was, I think they're still making more episodes. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it's during COVID, so he, Bruce can't really like, you know, be out there and then Obama, you know, he's already done being president, so that takes a toll on you. <laughs> so you gotta do something to pass the time. <laughs> But aside from that, back to... Um, yeah, so look out for more Lana. Like I said, her new album is released, and it is rumored that she's going to be um, contributing to the Alice in Wonderland soundtrack. I guess Disney's doing what? something with that. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, shit. if there's one thing Lana Del Disney already, likes her. She's got yeah, the Disney exactly. stamp. <laughs> she's going to make a Disney song. <laughs> she's going to make a hit Once song again. for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, no, she's one of my favorite artists. I can listen to her, honestly, all day. So. Yeah. I just think that she, her music really isn't necessarily as relatable as other artists, but it kind of is in a way too, because the way she writes about heartbreak is just really beautiful and poetic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I might. Def- yeah, as long as she doesn't cover any more Sublime songs, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, no more, no more Sublime. I don't just, think we appreciate you loving the West Coast, but don't take it that far. Just do you, all right? <laughs> yeah, she really. You know, when I take some out, songs from New York artists. Yeah, when I found out that she was from New York, I was kind of surprised because I'm like, really? Yeah, because she was just. I don't know. I'm not surprised because she talks about the Hamptons, you know. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, like the way she like glamorizes LA, and it's just like driving down the street on East Los Angeles Boulevard. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I really thought she was. She from obviously has to be down to Skid Row. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the people too. They're very beautiful. Like yeah. The if without the homeless, we wouldn't have LA. Oh my god. <laughs> so she doesn't have any. <laughs> I mean, she'll somehow make it. Yeah, she'll somehow make it fucking sound beautiful, and we'll be fucking singing yeah. it at Coachella 2022. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about LA. We'll look forward to the Lana Del Rey homeless shelter. <laughs> Speaking about that. Um, <laughs> Uh, right before she did like their album um, um, Norman fucking Rockwell Mm -hmm. uh, did you hear about like the (laughs) I guess I would say like the uproar because like some critics shit on her like um, on that album and then a bunch of her fans just like went after this critic like oh yeah no I mean you see that with a lot of artists fans if you say anything negative about an artist their fans are gonna go onto your Instagram comments and put like a bunch of like bees like if you if you talk about Beyonce bad if you say oh Beyonce looked ugly in that dress the beehive is gonna go onto your Instagram comment and put bees all over (laughs) your fucking Instagram (laughs) yeah that, that was actually the first time I ever like witnessed that type of stuff especially mm-hmm. you know coming from like a artist that has like a thousand like millions of yeah. like uh followers. subscribers and yeah. followers and just like fuck she has her army like every queen has her army exactly every it's queen crazy has army. that's crazy it's like oh, i didn't really think about that i was like yeah of course they have that you know yeah <laughs> there's certainly so you know <laughs> yep and lana del rey has her her girls and their flower crowns and their fucking long dresses or barefoot just oh and the um what's that thing <laughs> that um i want to say like midsummer midsummer the midsummer 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 fucking um 
their flower crowns. Yeah, the flower crowns. Yeah, the flower crowns. That's what it's know, called. We're camping out for her at Coachella. Well, I'm not camping out for her, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I'm not I mean, that's what I got to say. Like, I, I feel like a lot of, of girls that go to Coachella really appreciate that kind of vibe because, like you guys said, it's like that. She's promoting that counterculture vintage vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to pull that off. I think that she really. Um, took a turn when she changed her name and started really incorporating the whole LA vibe and stuff like that. I think oh, that yeah. is most likely what made her blow up, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. what made her blow up. That That's what worked for her. The whole, like, pop princess thing wasn't working for her. And so, you know, the whole edgier, like you said, LA um, The way influence. edgier, darker, yeah. Yeah, the I, darkness in her. Yeah, I will say that one of the things that not a lot of people are talking about is, like, the way that she was finding her voice in that album. Because mm-hmm. I noticed, like, she kind of, like, changes her voice. Like, she has, like, her... Certain songs. High voice. Yeah. And then she has, like... And then her, like, nitty-gritty voice, mm-hmm. sort of say. Low, she yeah. switches. Hello, like, deep tone, like... Yeah, it, like, switches off. And I was just like, damn, dude, like, nobody really does that. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, when she did Once Upon a Dream, it was, like... I heard that song uh, when I watched Maleficent, and it was like, bro, this shit is dark. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah just know this that. is fucking dark. For God's sakes, her album is called Born to Die. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, geez, okay, we get it, lady. I remember when I was younger, um, I was kind of like in love with somebody who was like like a coke addict and so Lana Del Rey she has a lyric that goes he loves me with every beat of his cocaine heart and I swear to god that was just like (laughs) my quote for like that whole five years I was in love with that guy it was disgusting but she (laughs) you know she has a lyric for everything to put that feel on that relationship (laughs) exactly (laughs) an interesting way to use drugs yeah That's very poetic. <laughs> I remember when I first got introduced to her, uh, a musician friend. That, well, he's not my friend. Well, he's a mutual person that we both know, me and Manny. I'm not going to say who it is. You'll and tell me after. I'll tell you after. And this guy was a rapper. And I remember he was like very obsessed with like Lana Del Rey. And he was also doing coke. But aside from that, <laughs> um, he, um, yeah, he, like, really was obsessed with her, along with, like, uh, Lord. And uh-huh. she almost, like, I knew about Lord through him. And it was right before she even blew up. Because, like, she first made that one song. Um, God damn it. What was that one song called? <laughs> the one that's... Ro- um, Royals? Royals. There you go. But I was I listened to the original music video of that, and then the next thing you know, that shit was like in the radio everywhere, like that fucking summer, and it was the same summer. You know, was in that. You know, she that song was actually taken. That's that's like another cover that she did. It's a cover. It's a cover. The hell? Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah, Royals. The original one was. the original one was um, like a, I want to say, almost like a reggae. Wait a minute. Vibe. Did I? It's like a black dude that sings it. Wait, who told you about this? Was it Pablo? It's like Caribbean music. No, let me see. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Cause, let me see. Okay, because I remember. Because uh, um, I remember we were talking to Pablo Hernandez, and we were at the one bro- LA 
L works, and then we listened to a cover of that. But he was talking about like it was a cover from her, mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh, I don't know. Are you confusing that with that, or do you know for sure that's a cover? Yeah, because I know she Let me see. she covered "Swinging Party." Um, I believe that was by the Replacements. So that was also off her debut album. Yeah. Great, great song. Lord is another great artist. She has some. Yeah. She has some really good songs. She, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on Lana Del Rey. Final oh, she's from New Zealand. Lord is from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah she's from New Zealand. Final thoughts on Lana Del Rey. I hope she continues to do what she does. You know, I know she's been getting kind of a lot of hate recently. Um, because she like dated a cop and you know a cab, so. Oh, and that whole thing that she said about last summer. What did she say about the? Oh, about oh yeah. Her, um, um, she was sort of comparing herself to um, Pac, Pac artists, people of color, right? Are you talking about that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm talking about that. Well, what she was promoting was like her own uh, femininity, mm-hmm. and then she was like saying like. Um, something about like she's not like the other artists and then she was like naming different artists which happened to be colored like yeah they just happen to be yeah women of color yeah so she was yeah she was saying that you know her music obviously isn't like you know they're not cat they're not as catchy as fucking like um wop you know what i mean (laughs) like it's just not so she was just saying that you know she was just like uh, upset and she just went about it the wrong way. Yeah, and it, it came out the wrong way. Which, yeah, she. I mean, honestly, yeah. she really didn't even need to do like a post like that. But I mean, she had the balls to do it. And well, I mean, at least we could appreciate she had something to say. You know? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I I do remember that very very vividly. A lot of people were talking about that, and I was just like, uh, I think it was just like the way she said it, and then just yeah. like the fact that she dated a cop from PD. Uh, what's someone from- so called PD Live? Oh yeah. <laughs> He was the main guy yeah. for PD Live, and I was like, "Damn, I can't believe she's even dating him." I only know that because like Joe Rogan pointed that out. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "Who's like, like, oh shit, that guy's dating Lana Del Rey? Damn, that guy's doing well for himself." Yeah, they're not dating anymore, but yeah, she was going through kind Thank of. Um, she was she was kind of under heat for a while. Yeah, but I think I don't know if that's all past or not, but. I don't know, just keep doing what you're doing, girl, because it's working for you, and I'm looking forward to hearing your new album later today. I'll listen to it tonight. <laughs> right. Woo! Woo! Go, Lana. Cool. Go, Lana. Yeah, cheers to that. Cheers to so, her. Cheers. Uh, you want to go on break? Are we going to do top twos tonight? I mean, um, I mean, uh, I actually got to get going soon, just yeah. because the family's about to get back, so... They're, they're, it's super noisy. <laughs> they have a baby and everything like that. So okay, so you just um, want to wrap it up real quick. Do you want to do you want to end with a sip on this? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go on to sip on this. Time wise, hit the button. I don't know what if fuck I got sip. Oh no, not this. Sip on this. Sip on this. Sip on this. V. Sip on this. It sounds like Gur. It sounds like Gur from Invaders of Him. Oh, jeez. Freaking love that show. I miss it. Sip on this. Motherfuckers. All right. So, uh, who wants to go first? 
I'll go first. Okay. Uh, this is when we recommend things, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you I know the deal. Yeah, I sort of went down like a, a loophole with the West Memphis Three, and if you don't know the case, I'm not going to really get into it. I mean, I'll like briefly summarize what happened. Basically, three boys were murdered in West Memphis, and um. The guys who they convicted for the crime didn't actually do the crime. So that murder is still out there. So um, there's this HBO documentary called Paradise Lost, and there's three parts to it. I watched all three in, like, one night. I highly recommend you watch it. Yeah, I know, they're fucking long. (laughs) But it's just crazy, you know, because they convicted these three teenagers for this, like, brutal murder. They convicted one to death, but these teenagers had absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, you know, spoiler, they're free now, but still, they still spend like 18 years behind bars, and it's absolutely insane. I highly recommend that you watch it, and yeah, it's on HBO. Um, there's also another, uh, The Forgotten West Memphis 3, that's on Oxygen. That's kind of like another docuseries that's really good about the case. That's cool. Sounds yeah. good. It's really good. Um, I got, actually got one kind of going along your same lines because I know Vanessa, you love the, uh, the the crime, true crime shows and stuff like that. Uh, have you seen Murder Among the Mormons? No, I haven't. Yeah, I've seen it on Netflix. It's uh-huh. brand new. I think it just came out like last week or something yeah, like that. Like, but it basically it's talks important. about this letter from the okay, like the weirdest people you would ever consider document reader like people that get documents of um mormon like showing the history of mormonism and stuff like that and i guess they it surrounds this whole thing uh this letter called the salamander letter and basically says you know like in in mormonism they talk about how this dude uh ends up being led to a golden book and he ends up copying by an angel and copies this golden book down word for word instead and that ends up being like the book of mormon and but the salamander letter basically states that um he was led to the book by a salamander and it's like it's all like this magic that's surrounding the story and i guess a bunch of stuff went down to try to get this letter because it basically would ruin the base of the whole faith Mm. yeah so like all this stuff happens and there's there's three episodes i think it's four and it's it's four four mm. so uh if you're into true crime and stuff like that it, i know it's it's talking about the mormons but it's actually pretty interesting i was watching it last night uh i just finished the first episode so i got to continue on the second one but it's it's interesting and there's like money involved and and murder and and explosions and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. So, you know, if you're into true crime stuff, take a look at it. Yeah, yeah definitely interesting uh, character study of, among uh, the main culprit <laughs> of that operation. Because, like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it just goes into a very, like, interesting path. Considering where it, like, narrowed down downs into, like, the number one suspect. And, yeah, it's very interesting just to see that how things go and how religion really is like can become something that's like a very messy thing and yeah recommend it sorry i kind of like i kind of like uh piggyback off of you (laughs) um yeah um okay so uh, my sip on this is a movie that i've been waiting for a while and no it does not fucking suck manny because i knew you were shitting on it and i just watched it last night 
And it was four hours of epicness. Four hours? Four hours of Jesus epicness. It's a long ass movie. Uh, I'll go to sleep before the second. I know. Shit. But. <laughs> just fucking with you. But it's just. No Titanic. No. It is Titanic. <laughs> it is the superheroes of Titanic. Nah. Don't, don't. It is called Sex Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> okay. And it's just like. You don't get a second chance to make a movie again and Zack Snyder actually got a second chance to redo everything in a new story that actually makes sense and is you know I guess better than the, the original one that got output and I understand why that movie got um, put out because like you know he had to leave because his daughter uh, committed suicide and you know that's a tragedy in itself and you have to be with your family at that time and then Josh Sweden from the Marvel the guy that you know made the first first two Marvel movies came in and then just like had to pretty much like um, pick up the pieces pick up the pieces and make something out of it because of course when you're making a movie it's a business and you have to like deliver the product yeah and you know like I knew this was going in and then you know the movie was like and it, it has definitely has a lot of questions going into it and he just like mm, I, like I, I don't feel like it's complete and then you know Zack Snyder said like you know it's not it's not a complete movie so he got a chance to do it and he got a mulligan and he <laughs> and he learned from like I feel like he learned a lot from like you know his rivals from Marvel and also like what he needed to do to make this like a complete story what it needed for its backbones and then one of the things that I appreciate about this is like it's almost like a TV series in a way because it comes into parts the movie is like in parts so it's almost oh. like watching like little mo- like episodes, but it's like a composing to like a four hour movie. So is and, it Ben Affleck again as Batman and everything? Yeah, it's basically okay. that. So like that doesn't really bother me. Like I just know that this story actually makes sense, and the parts when it goes up to chapters and parts, it's all themed, and you actually see the theme. So it's almost like you know he did an artistry in those fucking. Um, in that movie you know and having to make something like you know that's like um pretty remarkable because it it didn't really bring like a a good craftsmanship you know and i will Mm -hmm. say like besides that it's also rated r it's a little bit more bloodier and i was like oh yeah that's just fucking awesome my only takeaway is like um one of my buddies was talking about it on facebook he was trying to get an hbo credentials to watch it and stuff like that and then i guess he watched it and he posted it on his status he's like yo that movie was badass so after that i was like holy shit okay yeah i gotta take a look at this one and i've been telling you about this movie for a while and i was like dude look out for this movie i think they're gonna do something good with this movie and you're just like mm-hmm. <laughs> ben Affleck. i'll take a look at it i'll take a look at it all right give it a try i was right i was right about hey, hey, I, I got I hard right to pay. we got little podcasters bro we have to have hard opinions about things sometimes time you know yeah even before the movie came out <laughs> honestly I, i'll agree with i'll agree that i also thought that that movie looked like it was gonna fucking suck yeah well but, a lot of people thought because it's dc and you know yeah DC's not doing great. dc fucking sucks <laughs> but i might watch it maybe not tonight but yeah definitely. i'm gonna try to see if i can get definitely. a copy of it or something and watch it on the plane definitely that'd be cool yeah definitely recommend it and uh cool yeah, that's cool. Cool. Thank you guys. Well, for this has been a great you. episode of uh, 
Golden Craftcast, thank you, Vanessa, for joining us again under, you know, remote circumstances and stuff like that. We got to have you on again, dude, when we do more more stuff. So yeah, look out sure. for that. Um, you can find us on IG at Golden Craftcast. And you can find us on uh, wherever you podcast now. We're up there. We're so, on Anchor. You can find us on Google uh, uh, Podcasts. Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, um, wherever you can find podcasts, we're there. I mean, if you're listening Google to Google Podcasts, it. and now we're on Twitch. So if you want to see our ugly faces live, <laughs> then you could look, watch us on Twitch. And uh, same thing, Golden Craftcast. Check us out. Thank you for listening, and cheers to the craft. Cheers to the craft. Cheers to the craft. Thank you for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's thank you so much for joining us, Vanessa. Vanessa Flowers, everyone. Vanessa Flowers Vanessa on IG. Flowers over here. All right, y'all. I'll give you a call right now, Serge. All right, for sure. Bye. Good night. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Shoo.